Hi, and welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop, your one stop for co-op news and reviews. This week, the king of co-op, Steve Kingsley, and his special guest are going to review a game for you and have a related discussion. And without further ado, here's Steve! Welcome to One Stop Co-op Shop. This is Steve. I'm here with Jason. Yo, my peoples. What's up? Hey, Jason. It's been a while since we've been on a pod together. Uh, the last one was ranking the tiny epics. That wasn't too, too long ago. That wasn't too long, but that was a fun one with the video chat on the side, too. That was a, that was a cool one. I got a little bit of traction with the, the tiny epic crowd and the, uh, the publisher picked it up. And I, anytime you can do a top ranking, it's going to it's going to attract people. So uh, that's like this. That's one of the secrets of content creation. Just just rank stuff. And <laughs> <laughs> Shh, don't tell them our secrets. Shh. <laughs> <laughs> it is my pleasure um this uh so speaking to the one-stop co-op shop audience you may have heard a lot of my voice <laughs> i have uh put up the weekly podcast and i've dropped in on the the sundays you, i was there last sunday with adam and kevin erskine um yeah i mean that is this is what we're doing here at one-stop co-op shop we are multiplying we are diversifying you know we brought you know i'm i'm now there baron's doing more you know and all the usual characters are doing stuff i'm kind of making it happen on the podcast and youtube side and steve and peter are making it happen on twitch yeah that's a new thing for us trying to grow the brand and grow what we provide to all our listeners out there and so the twitch has been fun as a, a way to interact with us live and that's we've been having a lot of fun with that in fact uh just started playing a pandemic season two on it recently and that was a lot of fun to actually have people on the chat say like hey what should this name be what's let's open this box and and put stickers on this and it was fun Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Pandemic was, Pandemic Season 2 is one of those that, like, it wasn't as good as Season 1, so they're like, ugh. <laughs> not, this is, it doesn't get the nearly the pub, but I, I I really enjoyed Season 2, so. Yeah, I can't wait for Zero. I really can't wait for Zero. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to finally finish it, because I know we played the prologue a bunch. We never actually got to the actual content, but it's been fun sharing that with the community. But we're not here to talk about Pandemic, or Yes, are we are. We? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> That was totally, we did not plan that out, guys. We did not plan that out. Yeah, so this episode, we're talking about Defenders of the Realm. And, like, some people might be like, what the heck is this game? Because this game is old. Going in the Wayback Machine 2010. This game was released in 2010. Mm-hmm. So uh, the reason why we've picked up this game now, partly, yes, you know, following in the pandemic, mold is a cooperative game is going to fold into the, what we're doing. What ended up maybe about a month ago was... Freedom Five, uh, the board games. Freedom Five is the set, the greater than games Sentinels of the Multiverse property. So they wanted to make it a board game. The first crack didn't go so well. Sentinel Tactics that wasn't that great a game. They have gone back to the drawing board, consulted Richard Linus and the Saddlers, and re-engineered uh, Defenders of the Realm to a. I guess this is maybe a 3.0 because there was Defenders of the Last Stand, which is the post-apocalypse version. And now we're getting this version, which is kind of like, you know, more. <laughs> it's another one, you know, late pledges. Either they are open or they will be open pretty soon. So we wanted to kind of fill in the background uh, with an older game, uh, one that Steve has played and one that I just, I've played as well. I've only played the base game and you'll find out, you guys will find out why in just a moment. But Steve has all <laughs> the expansions. Yeah, this was a staple for me growing up with, with family. So when my brother-in-law came to visit, we always played this one. But before we jump into that, let's thank our Patreon supporters. This week, we have Rob Hinkle, co-op MVP, Matthew Richer, co-op MVP, 
and Sean Dornan Fish, a co-op MVP. So thanks to our Patreon supporters here and all of you guys. You guys help us a ton keeping all this content going. This is not cheap, guys. This is not cheap. We got to keep the uh, the games coming in. We got to keep the tech improving. Poor Steve. We got to figure out what's going on with him and his Twitch stream. <laughs> Might be. <laughs> uh, seriously, guys, thank you so much for your Patreon support. So let's jump into Defenders of the Realm. So, Jason, want to tell us a little bit about it? I said before, I have played the base game. I have not played the expansion, but I'm aware of the expansion. Steve will share those in a minute. Uh, but Defenders of the Realm is a cooperative game for one to five players. If you're playing with one, you're playing with two characters. You may have heard it said that this was like pandemic fantasy with dice. Not inaccurate. So the the basic guts of the game is pandemic-ish. So like you have the four, like the four diseases, so to speak. They're not diseases in this game. They are uh, monsters with their minions. So the minions are the kind of replicate the cubes. And then there's um, a boss of all the cubes. Uh, so they start on four corners of the board and it's the board is uh, laid out in that, you know, the zones. So like, you know, like pandemic has the different cities. This place has zones and the zones have fan- it's a fantasy world and the, the, they have fantasy names and everything. So kind of like traipsing through that some land and trying to get to Monarch City, which is in the middle. So we're in pandemic. The, the diseases are kind of spread out and they kind of change with the deck here. The flow of the action is the, you know, the minions are trying to get into Monarch City. So there's various ways in which you can lose if you get too many minions in the city. If you get the general, which is the leader, uh, if you get them in the city, there's a couple of other ways that the game has set up to lose. So that's the basic flow. I mentioned that it has dice. There's a lot of dice resolution in this one. It's a fantasy world. So like they want you to roll dice, right? <laughs> uh, <so> <laughs> you know what? Well, how does a board game emulate swinging a sword if not like rolling a dice or something? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing, right? <laughs> uh, so yeah. So I mean, you're going to play a hero and the hero has cards and it has powers or she. Uh, and you're going to go around the land. And the idea is to defeat the four generals and we will go in so that's the basic layout we'll go into some of the further mechanisms and there is a lot going on uh in this game so we will go into the uh, mechanisms uh, as we go on with the review but that's the basic idea so steve what does the what do the expansions add a ton of stuff (laughs) (laughs) like there are so many expansions at this point it's hard to keep track and in fact there's another one planned in the future so this game's actually not done yet which is surprising here that's crazy to me. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's a 10-year-old game, right? Still have more content to come out, right? It's, at least that's what they say. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if it actually comes to fruition. The big expansion that came out was uh, the Dragon expansion. So instead of having your standard orc and demon and undead and a dragon general, now you can turn them all into dragons. Just have dragons everywhere on the board, which makes me happy. I love my dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and it also adds... Lots of other stuff, like you can have fires on the board now, and now you can have these agents. So now you can have these other dragons flying around, harassing you. More characters, more quests. There's royal blessings to the game. You can have backstories now. You can have the the king and his armies actually interact with the world during certain mm-hmm. events. You have event cards as well. There's just, I could go on and on. There's a ton. It's really hard to summarize all that's in the game, but I'm sure some of the... Some of these points will come out in our discussion later. Sure. Is it possible to play like a mega game, including all of this stuff, or do you have to kind of play it module by module? 
that's almost exactly what I do play everything is so at this point. <laughs> there there's one module I don't use. Uh or actually two as I say. Two of them I don't use, but um they they're all compatible. Okay. But you can play them all kind of simultaneously because like the pandemic modules don't mix. So you have to play the mutation and you have to play the 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 lab expansion. So um so you have to kind of pick your mode. You can't if you play with everything it's just like a, a disaster. I don't even think it works. But for in in your case, in Defenders of the Realm, they do mix together, and it kind of like this this big hairy honking fantasy extravaganza. You got it. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's a, a brief description we give for an action dice chucking type fancy pandemic game. Sure. Let's jump into our top five. So if you're first time listening to the podcast, welcome. And how we like to review games is we like to talk about the five things you need to know about this game. And as we go along with this, we start with our least important and work way to our most important. And each of these points we'll talk about if it's a pro or con for us. That's a pretty simple format. But uh, Jason, why don't you start us off? Okay, I'm just going to like put my card on the table now. I know it's like, you know, oh, you want the big anticipation. <laughs> like. Uh, y'all i don't like this game i i have a lot to say when when steve suggested the game i'm like you want to review that what <laughs> okay fine <laughs> <laughs> so i mean maybe i'm winning people's appetites they're like "Ooh, what's he gonna say yeah i have a fair amount to say but i will start with a mix uh so i'm gonna go with my number five and my number five is the so we talk about this as a version of pandemic, but I would say like in particular, this would be like pandemic, but with a blown out decision space, right? So and it's a mix for me. So okay, pandemic, you kind of have a basic tension, right? So you you have your pawn and you're looking at the board and you're trying to figure out. Okay, you got some cubes in the board. There's some dangerous areas. Some places are about to pl- explode with disease. Uh, you know, three cubes in an area might just, you know, one of the event cards might make it explode. So then it's like, okay, do I take care of the board, which is the immediate fire, or do I handle cards by hand? So like, you know, you're trying to make sets in Pandemic. And so it's like, okay, do I want to make this a fix my hand turn, or do I want to make this a cure turn and, or, you know, some kind of variation on that. So then Pandemic, I mean, um, the Defenders of the Realm offers a similar choice, but just more. <laughs> It's just more because there's more minions, more minions come out and then they, then disease cubes in pandemic. That's the first thing that by, by the, fi- the time you've done setup, there's like 30 minions on the board. It's, it's a lot. And then, so you, so you're doing like, you know, so you have to kind of stock up your cards because the cards eventually, so I didn't quite explain that you have to stock up a can of cards in order to defeat the general. So the general is the, you know, the big thing you play cards that gives you one card or, um, the, the cards give you dice and you roll a bunch of dice at the, at the general. So you got to stock up your cards or you got to deal with the immediate crisis or you got to do your quest, uh, which is kind of this side quest thing to kind of power you up and everything. Uh, and then other stuff is happening on the board, depending on expansions. So like you have so many options on a turn, <laughs> so many options and it could be good and bad, right? I mean, what that sounds awesome, doesn't it? Like having a lot of options, but is it too much, you know, and does it just, you know, you can uh, definitely more prone to AP of like just getting locked up and like, oh my God, there's just too much to do. And then your, your, your friends are like, just do something. <laughs> there's, a, there's an orc over there, roll some dice at it. Mix, right? But it, but that gives you a sense for kind of what you're in for when you uh, play a game of Defenders of the Realm. Yeah, I completely agree with your points here. It is 
more and then when you add expansions it could be a lot more in fact right i was asking my my wife before before uh this recording it's like hey what do you like and dislike about the game it's like well i liked how in the base game you know it's it's not too bad you can kind of get into it it's 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 okay for like an introductory game but and it's just like flares at me when you add more stuff it's <laughs> just like like you make this game way too complex i'm like but it's it's fun right right <laughs> so yes I'm, i think a mix is about right how to clarify that because it can be a lot especially if you're not used to it yeah that's a good one jason move on to my number five my number five is a pro and then this is the uh, coordinated attacks this is something that jason mentioned in the description and so basically, to win the game, players must defeat all four generals. That's the only winning condition. And to do that, like you said, you need to store up some cards in your hand. These cards will give you a number of dice. And you're going to roll these dice to try to wound the general and take him out. And these generals have quite a bit of health. And so... A lot of health. Are you kidding me? <laughs> it's not a health. They have, they have more health. Than, they often have more health than cards that you can bring to bear in your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And so you really have to coordinate on this. What that means is there's no sharing of cards in this game. If you're in the same location as another hero that spends an action to attack the general, all other heroes in that spot can also attack with them. And I really like that. It makes it really fun to be like, okay, let's, I've got, how many cards you got? I got five black cards and, and they've got three black cards. Let's, let's go try to take out the undead general with these cards. And you, so you go over there and move and maybe the general moves out of your position. You have to chase them down a little bit and you can't attack them unless there's minions out of the area. It means my spawn there. And when you do get to that point where you're attacking him, the game kind of, in, in my experience, kind of stops and everyone kind of focuses right. on this battle. And I enjoy that aspect of it because this is one of those uh, pivotal moments or milestones in the game, and it it adds a lot to to that for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, so like in Pandemic, you you play your five cards to cure a disease, and then the disease is cured, and like you almost want like a firework <laughs> to go on, yeah, some <laughs> right. kind of like board state feedback in order to kind of you know like you can move the little vial and whatever. And that, that that's cool, I guess. But like, you know, when you beat a general in this game and it is like, cause the way it works, like you play, you play cards and the cards allow you to roll dice and you might not succeed. So like you could, you could play 20 cards between all your characters and you know, you have to hit the threshold, like on all those dice, you have to roll like four plus for some of them, five plus for some of them, uh, lower hit points. So, cause it's a higher threshold. So it's like, you might just roll garbage. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know and and you might yeah you might or you might nail all your roles either way it has the effect of what steve was saying focusing the attention so like the it, and it creates a, a decent sense of tension that's cool that was my number seven i feel really bad because like my number seven and number six are like positive but they didn't make it because <laughs> 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 i i figured i'd let you cover the positive stuff because i got some stuff to say <laughs> Well, that's my uh, number five. Let's move on to number four. If you got stuff to say, let's hear it. I got some stuff to say. Okay, so number four are the quests. So this is only the base game, Steve. You can tell me if the if the um, expansions fix this issue. Okay, so like I was saying, you have to kind of defeat the four the four armies, and you know, kind of go around and like de defeat the minions in the short term, and defeat the generals in the long term, collect cards, all that good stuff. There are no quests in Pandemic. There are quests in this game. So what happens is 
you you um you get one everybody gets one quest just one and then it'll tell you to go somewhere and do something so it's like you know either you go and you like consult with the big the great oak and you know which means roll a bunch of dice in this game dice and if you you either make the roll and you get the thing so the thing could be either mediocre or awesome <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it's really really swingy so that's a part of it uh also it's it tend to be like a one-shot deal so like you either get it or you don't so like some of these rewards are so like you know how could you play without this thing so like you get you you um you know so the mediocre is like okay eliminate a couple of orcs nearby great okay fine and then the 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 better reward is like plus one to all your rolls what <laughs> extra card pull <laughs> at the end of your turn what which is a game that's built on cards like so you so you have these quests and so you know if it was if it was easy to get then fine but like you could miss the roll <laughs> you roll 46 and, it, and you you roll one six and you get it so then what if you don't roll a six no and it, it's it's so like oh it's so frustrating because you know so that's that's one thing so so you can just say it's like okay these quests are too you know that i don't want to go all because it you they might take you to somewhere where you don't want to go but the, they then they get stuck so that's the other part that i don't like you know because you're stuck with the one quest you might want to cycle through for you know like i don't like this quest let me give let me get one that has a, a better reward or that's closer to me nope you got to deal with what, what it gives you in fact the rule book says that the rule book says no discarding <laughs> like it kind of points a finger shame at you it's like how dare you think of discarding your quest and so like you're stuck with a crappy quest you might not get it the rewards are swingy and what could have been like a really awesome thematic thing like okay get like the sword of destiny to do whatever it becomes this frustrating thing oh Ugh. steve did the expansion fix the issue that i have absolutely okay so uh, so how did it how did it fix the expansion? how did it fix that issue so full disclaimer here um, at one point they asked the general public to offer quest card ideas and so i submitted a few and a couple of them did come to fruition. So this is my only claim to design fame right now. <laughs> so but there, there's a few cards I, I helped with. It's more than what I got. <laughs> yeah. But, but what they did is, one, the cards in the base game are like these tiny miniature cards. Blah. It's, no, just horrible. So they made them like normal size. Thank you so much. So much better. To your point of like, you know, some of these are mundane. Some of these are awesome. There's a lot more awesome quests now. And okay. a lot more things that are permanent upgrades that like you hang on to and get them, and it's really fun. And then I totally agree with you. Like it was, it sucked a lot to like get a quest with like you know what, I'm never gonna do this quest. This is boring. This is not even useful in this con condition. And maybe the game state will change where it becomes useful. But do you really want to wait? Right, on? it's just gonna sit there like uh, like like someone has worked like one of your partners is working on like the sword of destiny, you know, plus one to all your rolls, and you're working on like I kill four orcs in the corner of the board where no one cares about. And, you know, that's a, obviously <laughs> exactly, you know, the game, will, exactly. the game state will change around that, but like you may spend a significant portion of the game with your crappy quest and you can't discard or in the, it's the base game, you can't discard it. You can't move on. And it just like, it's just a bummer. <laughs> nope. Completely agree. And so what they did is now the rule is, uh, you can go to an inn and talk to the innkeeper ah. to learn about a new job or quest in town. So that lets you draw, I think it's like draw a quest and then you can either keep your current quest or discard and get the new one. So it lets you actually cycle through the quest a lot easier. Now, is that a change? Is that a module change or is that like a global change for every game of Defenders? 
Well, if you play with the quest deck, you can play it in any any game. And I always play with them because for the reasons ah. you stated, it makes it so much better. Okay. All right. So it's since I'm reviewing the base game, <laughs> my, my con stands, but I'm glad that they evolved and rethought that. So that was my number four. Uh, my number four is a pro, and that is the unique heroes. There are a ton of heroes in the game. I don't remember how many started in the base game, but I, I think uh, it's about like all six or seven. It's not not like all your basic classes: ranger, rogue, wizard. You know, dwarf. Back when dwarf was a class, that could you could tell the old school feel because uh, <laughs> yes. in first edition D anD D, dwarf and elf were classes, and so here, dwarf is a class. <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. With the expansions, I think you got up to 26 by my count. So there's just a ton in there. Yeah, it's it's really fun to pick between them. Uh, but the nice thing about them, each hero comes with three to four powers. Like It's not just like one or two powers you right. get in most games. There are a ton of powers on these guys. The the powers aren't really repeated much at all. Uh, there's a few of them that like, hey, this character has armor, this other character has armor. They tend to be very different and, and pretty thematic for sure. Cool. I really enjoyed it. I also enjoy that there's, honestly, I don't know if there's more female characters than male characters in this game, but that was, at one point it was, I'm not sure if it still is, but that was a welcome sight as well. That was my number eight. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my number three we're on, I think, yeah, we're on number three. Uh, Another con. So you see where this review is going. It is the the the, the general implementation of, implementation of the dice. And I'm actually not going to go the, the route of like, oh, I'm a pandemic lover who just doesn't like dice in my pandemic. I'm not going to go that route. Believe me, guys. Like, I mean, I want games to innovate. I want things to be different. I don't just want to play the same thing. So when I... I had open mind like okay this is uh, i will go with the dice and not just not only will i go with the dice i'll go with the the pass fail you know because like you roll a ton and you know maybe you pat you fail a lot sometimes but then other times you might have a you know great success so like that's the thing about dice like dice put you on that roller coaster it puts you like on an excitement roller coaster so like you know failing sucks but winning is makes you feel that much better so i'm cool with that i'm totally cool with that however you roll for everything in this game. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. you can't even scratch your rear end without rolling. Like, look, I want to scratch my rear end. Boom, roll. One. You miss. You cannot scratch your rear end. It is unbelievable how much and, and like even the in, like you, I want cards. I'm gonna pull random cards from the deck. I have to call which cards I want, and I could get nothing. Like this game is determined. Every single thing you do, it has to be like some randomizer that can partially result in nothing. And it's like, are you kidding me? I just want I just want to kill three orcs and go on with my day. So so that's the so that's the that's the first thing. I, I think like just the the pervasiveness of the dice and it, it incurs a fatigue. You know, you get five or six or some odd actions in a turn, depending on the, the health of your character. So the AP is tied to the health in this game. So you might have like a bunch of actions. And so you could be rolling five times in the turn and it's just, ugh. You, <laughs> this game's long. I'll get to that in a second. You roll and you roll and you roll. And like sometimes you roll so much that it stops becoming exciting. It just becomes a relief when you make certain rolls. <laughs> Like, oh, finally. And that is, like, you want the excitement. You do not want your game to generate relief. That's no good. And and then one more smaller point attached to this is that the way 
that you attack monsters or minions in the base game is you get one die per minion on the space. So like if you're attacking three minions, you, you collect three dice, that's perfectly fine, roll. But then you let's say you roll, you kill two and there's one left. Now you only roll one die against that minion. And the odds are not with you. <laughs> I don't care if it's four, five, six. You're going to sit there going, dink, dink, ugh, dink, dink. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, it just doesn't feel heroic at all. Like, it's a game that's just trying to make you feel heroic. You, you shouldn't get less strong when you, you slay minions. Like, you know, you shouldn't be less powerful. Like, the die should be keyed to your character. Like, you know, if you have certain, like, and they, you have powers that can manipulate things, but at the end of the day, you only have the one die per minion, which is a terrible, oh, 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 no. Um, dude, you're giving me PTSD just remembering my endless <laughs> failures against, like, Dragon Can and all these things. So a massive con. And that's only my number three, people. I have two more to come. <laughs> the dice so i mean so this is funny it's a it's funny how this review is structured because you've played so many of the expansions do the expansions fix this issue that i'm circulating no not really nah. I, mean, <laughs> I, I think there are some quests that come out in the the new quest deck that you don't roll for at all you just go do stuff so that's a, a nice relief but oh you roll please in this game it is that's a definite con for sure if you don't want to do a lot of rolling now it's, it's fatiguing. So like, okay, so there's, so I, I mentioned two separate issues and I think they're related, but they're separate. Like, so sure. one is the fatigue of rolling a lot. And two is the issue of rolling less dice versus minions. Like, did, did you have a problem with that? The Like, did, have you ever gone into those frustrating strings where you're rolling like one little dice against one little orc or demon and it's just like, dink, 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 dink. Is that, have you run into that? And does that bother you? I have run to that and I don't think it bothers me uh, because generally it's not a bad thing to miss when you attack minions based because you just spend another action, right? It's, it reminds me of something like Arkham Horror LCG where, you know, you go to a skill test and you try to do the skill test and you fail. Generally it's okay. You just try it again. And so that when that happens, I'm normally okay with it, but you're still rolling a ton of dice. There's no way getting around that quest thing, right? Um, there are powers and mitigations in there. For example, like the sorcerer from the base game is really powerful. She can shape shift into an enemy. And so mm -hmm. she gets plus two to her rolls. And so, yeah, you're going against a one minion, but if you're going against an orc, you get plus two to your roll. You roll anything but a one, you're going to kill that orc. So it's not, not a big deal in that case. And so there's there's ways to get around those issues and there's mitigation options in the game. Not enough. You have to find them. So, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> The the big mitigation option in the game, which you probably talk about, mm -hmm. is when you kill a general, you become a slayer. And what that right. means, it's another reward so that now you're not rolling for dice at all against that minion type. They just die from right. your glorious presence when you attack. So, mm -hmm. so that there's one slight silver lining to it. But no, I agree with you on this one. You do roll a ton of dice in this. And this is this is one of those points I feel like this game is 10 years old. And I feel like this is one of those factors that shows its age. Like, I, I feel like back then, it was fairly common for a lot of dice chucking games of this nature. And looking at modern games now, I feel like we've found alternatives to rolling a ton of dice. Right. And I, like, and I, and I, I want to emphasize this. I am not complaining about the presence of dice. I'm fine with dice. I'm fine. Like, uh, another game that I'm playing now is Black Orchestra. That game has dice. It can be frustrating. But, like, the thematic adventure of it and the excitement... 
I, I I'm in, I'm cool with that. It's just a, there's a limit. <laughs> you yep. don't want to, yep. you don't want to have, you don't want to make everything, every meaningful action of the game have a, a barrier like that where there's a, a pass fail. Like, I mean, you can give the players something <laughs> because if you, if you try to, if you try to jam something with so much excitement, it just turns into this, this tense thing and you get, it ends up being like relieving. Like you took a dump, it, you know, like, it, like you don't want to feel like you took a, a, like you were constipated. You took a massive dump. That's how I feel sometimes with all the rolling in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm only on number three people <laughs> anyway what is your number three steve my number three is something that i enjoyed f from a big change from like the pandemic formula formula and it just got better with the expansion of this and that is the uh, minion powers i mentioned how the heroes yeah. have powers but in this game the minions have powers as well and they each minion has one to two powers and they have a different uh, stat you need to roll to hit to. So it's almost like three things you need to think about for each minion, which is really cool. And they're very thematic. And they all act, and you have to approach them differently. And on top of that, the, when the expansions added elite minions to the game, which I love, because now there's a different minion type that just adds more to your strategy and how you want to approach them. Like, oh man, there's this big uh, nightmare the skeleton riding a, a horse. And I know if I walk in there, I can't leave. So I need to make sure I go in there with all my actions ready so I have enough resources to to eliminate the threat. Because if I stay there, he's going to terror and scare the living daylights out of me. I'm going to take a lot of wounds. <laughs> so I really enjoyed that and how it just really changes the game. I definitely understand as a pandemic, as a, I, I've played thousands of games of pandemic at this point. I definitely, I like, like if I would like if that game had, it mixed up the diseases, right? Like, you know, the red acted different than the green and the acted different from the blue. It, yep. uh, um, Defender's Realm definitely bakes that into the cake, like it's instantly. And I definitely appreciate it. I hear that. I think my one concern with that is that it does add more admin. You got to remember like what each of the four one does. And you have to remember the different thresholds. So like, you know, the orcs are easier to kill. They, they, you kill them on a three plus and the die. The, I think the dragon can are die on the five plus and then they all, and then you introduce the, the advanced minions. So they all have different powers and they all do different things. And this one, you know, the, the undead fear you, so you take an extra wound. That's like, uh, it just, if you can keep it in your head, fine, but it just adds a, a lot of admin, which could add uh, time to your game. Yeah. They did give uh, placards out, which helped a lot. So you have these cards for each minion type on the side of the board. And those are just quick references. And that, that helps because, Keeping all that in your head, that's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot Which in this game. Which did not exist in the base game. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, the base game, the only thing you had to go off of was looking at the generals because the hit to the same hit or stat to hit the general was the same for the minions. But mm -hmm. it didn't tell you the powers. The powers are in the rule book, which wasn't useful at all. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> not at all. <laughs> all right. So is it time for my number two? It's time for your number two. Time for my number two. Okay, so my number two is the map and the art and the general theme of the game. So, okay, when I first heard about the Fantasy of the Realm and it's like Fantasy World, and I'm like, okay, wow, I'm really excited. I'm a thematic gamer. Anybody who's listened to my content knows I, I dig my theme. I dig my fantasy. It doesn't have to be like Shakespeare. It doesn't have to be you know, like the most well-crafted, well-written thing in the world, but but make an effort, right? Make Put me in a space I will do the rest and just like put transport me. This game is the most 
ragingly generic fantasy I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. Oh, I'm, what? You don't like the cleric being called cleric? Oh. <laughs> so, okay. So uh, the, the big problem with me is the board. So like, okay, it's, um, I think that Larry Elmore did the art. He's a first edition d guy, first and second edition. Uh, and that's style. So it's like, okay, already, um, that's not my favorite style. I'm not, I'm, I'm off put it with, I, so like, okay, I'm not going to talk. I don't think it's bad art. I, the style is just not my thing. That's, that's the first sure. thing. The the problem is the board, the way the board is laid out and the, and the world that they've quote unquote created. They, it's 24 or some odd spaces. And I feel like they put in random fantasy name generator and just named stuff. <laughs> and it's just here, uh, have Dragon Tooth Reach. So it's like, all right, Dragon Tooth Reach, is that next to the dragon? No, it's on the other side of the freaking board. Or like Amazon land. Amazons? What? Where are the Amazons? There's no Amazons here. What is, what's the happening here? Or like Enchanted Glade. Okay, that must be a green space. No, it's a black space. Why is Enchanted Glade a black space? That's undead. It, and they're all over the place. Like, they, there's no neighborhoods. There's no, there's no like, oh, the Glade is over here and the dwarves are. Nobody is anywhere. Everybody is just in a big soup. And I, so like on a thematic level, it is a disaster. So, <laughs> and not only that. So like as a thematic, and I think it's like just thematically just, oh, what a missed opportunity. What a missed opportunity to make an organic world to, to sink somebody in. Not only that, it like when you get quests, you know, and or when you are flipping the enemy deck and you're finding, okay, so you know, one orc pops up here, orc pops up there. You, unless you are a Steve and you've played this game a million times, you don't know where these places are. You don't have like a natural heuristic to find the place where you where is the enchanted grove? I don't know. Where is the the burning flats? I don't know. Where is the where's the harbor? I hope it's next to the water. It could not be next to the water. It's not. <laughs> so like you when you're finding cities, you you spend all this extra time and you're it's time that you're not spent playing the game. It's time you're just like finding stupid garbage on this map that makes no sense and it's it, stuff is just Poo pooed all over, just like a this huge board. <sighs> a con. You don't like the the brown tan color of the map either. <laughs> Every so, I don't know if you remember. Um, do you remember? Do you, are you a Simpsons person from back in the day? Did you I watch have it? watched Simpsons. Okay, yes. so there was an episode. Not a ton of it. But go ahead. Well, there was an episode of one of the Sideshow Bob episodes where uh, it's a play on Cape Fear. So, uh, so Satchel Bob is like walking on like a boat or something, and then he steps on a rake, and the rake hits him in the face. And it's like every time mm-hmm. a rake hits him in the face, he's like, <laughs> and then I, and then he steps on another rake. <laughs> every time I can't find a freaking city, I just like, because <laughs> it could be so easy. They could. It's the easiest thing in the world to make an organic world that makes sense. But no, that's a con. That's my number two. That's a good con, and I completely agree with everything you said. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh so, like, the, the benefit I, the, the benefit is I played it enough where like I kind of know the areas that some of these locations are in. But man, is it a pain to get that point? Like, yes. 
like I play with new players. They're like, oh, Enchanted Glade, where's that? I'm like, it's over here. And I have to point to the board. Okay, cool, thanks. You know, and that helps move it along because otherwise you'd like scan the board. They, I'm pretty sure they like just say, yeah, here's an empty space. Let's drop a bunch of circles down there and just label them randomly. Completely agree. And like, completely the themes, randomly. I can't. <laughs> it's very true. Very true. They, they do, like the paths don't line up. Like the Enchanted Glade leads into the Burning Flats, leads into the harbor, which like, oh, like it's, there's nothing intuitive about this thing. Like, and, and you know, you want flow you want people to just like you know pick up and go but you know the excitement this is supposed to be an exciting game you spend so much time finding stuff and when you find it it doesn't make sense and the paths the paths are not always la uh, cleared labelly clearly labeled so you know you're thinking that you know one circle is next to an in the inner like these smaller circles that are next to cities but then you get to the circle and it's like oh that's a board crease that's not a path you can't actually get to the end from there Yep, <sighs> definitely, definitely need some improvements on this one for sure. Now, the thing I'll mention about this is with this upcoming Kickstarter campaign, supposed to be the last expansion for it, the thing that people are excited for, not to mention the new content, is they're going to redo the board. Mm. I don't know what that's going to mean exactly, if they're going to like try to like make it more cohesive to find stuff, because everyone complains about this. This is a known problem in the game, and the art on the board, honestly, it's... It's not even good to look at. It's just brown <laughs> and tan, you know. It is not. It's not nice. Not nice. So the I can tell they were trying to get into more of that thematic area with the later expansions because, like, the base game characters are. This is the cleric. What should we name it? Um, how about cleric? Right. Um, let's see. We're gonna name the dwarf. Uh, dwarf. Okay, cool. Right. Uh, just like we come have, on, guys. Come we on. have wizard and sorcerer. What do they do? They're wizard and sorcerer. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> At least uh, there's no secrets there. But the last heroes they released, they're, they actually have names. So, like, Bartholomew is the, the bard. So, I'm like, okay, cool. Now you guys are finally stepping into that, that territory you should have started with. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's too late at this point. But anyway, but, you know, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought this one up. You know I was going to do it because I always I always bring up theme. Theme is always my, a part of my top five of every, every review. So what is your number two? My number two, this is, I think that our number two is our ranting session because this is a, a con for me and this is a big <laughs> one. I, I, have a, I have a feeling you're going to mention this one. If, if not, it's pretty soon here. But uh, it's the playtime. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. I mean, I enjoy playing this game, but man, it play, it's expect two hours to play this. It is mm -hmm. a big thing to pull out. Tons of cards, tons of miniatures. It feels like if like Pandemic and Dungeon Crawl had a baby, like this is like... <laughs> the dungeon call setup at least right you're bringing that yeah. on here with all the stuff all these things going on and it just it overstays it's welcome for me at times you know that's i re really wish it would pick up its pace a little bit because it's it's fun i enjoy parts of it like the adventure parts of it but i don't want to adventure in this style for as long as sometimes it takes especially with higher player counts mm -hmm. so yeah that's my number two definitely play time. which is which is my number one this game is long it is long and they're going for epic right so they don't apologize for that they want this to be a big grand epic experience this is not some zippity doodah 45 minute 60 minute game i'm fine with that and then and even in the i think the wasn't the original game over 100 bucks like even in 2010 
Uh, I don't know if it was that high. It might have been. It was close to it. It was, a, it was around that. And number. if you and if you started to get any the, any expansion, like you're over a hundred bucks, so like you know, I wanted they here have a, a have a big epic experience. I'm cool with you know. I'm cool that I've played five hour games, six hours games of time stories. I've played you know like long epic games, and I'm, I'm I have I'm looking at Etherfield right now. I plan on spending hours playing that game. I'm cool with that, but this game doesn't give you two hours of immersion and two hours of gameplay it's like and it's like 50, 45 50 minutes of gameplay and then another 30 plus minutes of admin oh the 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 rake is hitting me in the face once again and and it's it just adds up all of those things that i mentioned so the decision space the larger decision space larger thinking a little bit of ap adds time the dice, you fail, you, you don't get the power-up you want, you have to continue questing for the power-up you want, adds time. Uh, the finding stuff on the board adds time, adds time, adds time. None of this is fun. Oh, this game is long. <laughs> I can't, I can't. I, I, you know, when you said it, when you said it, you know, you said you want to review this game, and I said, okay, I've, I've played it, I didn't like it, but I'll, I'll, I'll lay it down again. So I laid it down again. Uh, thank you to my friend Joshua. I kind of like lent me this game, and I'm coming at it. I haven't played it in, like you know five six years, and I, I was doing. I, I found myself doing other stuff. I oh, I have to edit something. Oh, I have to answer this text. Oh, I, I found myself just drifting off and on and off and on in this game. The game I played ended up being like six hours of table time. Oh my god! Just gosh. because I didn't <laughs> want to finish. <laughs> I'm like, I should keep playing. <laughs> It's long. Uh, that's my number one. You, you definitely hit my, my number one is the long play time. What helps me for the play time is actually my number one, uh, the pro. I know you had this on your list much earlier, and that is the quest. Like, I enjoy the fact that I feel like I'm leveling up. I don't mind playing a game for a long period of time if I feel like I'm progressing as a character. And so the side quest in the game it lets me like, oh, cool, I can get like this equipment and this lets me do these new powers. Now I can go over here and manage this, but now I can get this other equipment to combo with this. Let me build up some some uh, resources and some mitigations and now I can go after this general. And now if you're extra powerful, I get this. And the whole game, I'm just getting more, I'm progressing as a character. I'm leveling up essentially as I'm playing the game. And so that's what helps me get over that two hour play time. But it's still, I mean, it's still a long game. So it's definitely the the quest is what drives me to this game. It's what I recommend to people. Like, if you're going to play this game, you want to buy one expansion, buy the quest deck. But unfortunately, last time I checked, it was out of print. And mm -hmm. I didn't, couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm hoping that maybe with this upcoming Kickstarter comes comes out, they'll make some more of it. I don't know. But, like, that's, that's my biggest disappointment. Like, the best thing for this game, you can't get. So it's going to make me hard to recommend it unless somehow you come across someone who has that deck or can get it somewhere. This could be like a really, really good game. And I guess we can get to final thoughts. So this could this could be. And that's why it's like I don't like I normally don't like negative reviews. I'm a happy guy. I'm a positive guy. And I'll say what I got to say. But like I don't love just opening my cheeks and dumping on a game like <laughs> and which I really feel like doing. The, the reason I'm comfortable with that here is. It, this game has the potential to be amazing, 
Like this game has the potential. Like there's like I remember like having a surge of happiness just laying it on the board, looking at it, like a you know, and the beginning of the game, I'm traipsing around, I'm doing my thing, and like I'm making some rolls. That's that they, there's so much good stuff that's potentially here. It's just the 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 pass fail nature and some and the quests like you mentioned before if the quests are like a a feature for you like they were such a disappointment for me because like i don't want to have like i don't want a awesome item to come in and like you know an awesome quest which can promise me like a really like a really great power up and i've already sacrificed action economy to get to the place because i don't maybe don't want to go to that place but i'm taking my time i'm 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 letting the board kind of like seed with monsters because this is important to me so i've made a choice to go there i don't want to just have to fail on a random freaking roll and like just and not, not get anything and that like dice does not always equal excitement sometimes dice are just they just rob from you so like it took so like take that out let's say let's let's imagine that that's not there like you mentioned before there's some quest that you just kind of like do and you know you, or you you kind of do it in a different way or like you know you, maybe you fail but there's like a fail forward aspect so like you get the lesser powered thing or, or something something oh so there are quests in that quest deck that lets you get the lesser power of things. So that is something that is much more common. Another reason why I recommend that so much, because I completely agree, like the base set, it was, I'm pretty sure all or nothing in all the quests. I don't think there's a single much. one that was, pretty yeah, much. that's, I mean, that helped a ton. And to add more to that, like this upcoming expansion is something that was known for a long period of time. It's called uh, Champions and Catacombs, I believe is the name. Maybe mm-hmm. it's all the way around. Not sure about the name exactly, but what the the catacombs part of it is dungeon delving, and so what this is going to add to the game is you could go down into a, a catacomb or a dungeon and you can get awesome loot, epic loot that's going to make you pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. And so that excites me. Depending, depending on how they implement it, I don't know. Knowing how this game goes, it's probably going to be a dice roll. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see when it comes out if it comes out. So right. that that part's going to be exciting. But yeah, that. I completely agree. Like getting that loot, you, and you want to feel powerful. You want to grow as a character and, and get a bit stronger. And yeah, I can't recommend that quest deck enough. So, I mean, I, this game, like just the base game, and even like as Steve is describing some of the expansions, it's still a massive pass for me. I can't recommend it. Although the system is good. The, the, like, and I'm not talking about the pandemic system. I'm talking about the Defenders of the Realm system with the dice rolling and the quests and the, the movement towards the middle and, this, uh, and the different uh, powers of the minions. Like the things that are particular to Defenders of the Realm are good. And I'm waiting for the implementation that just fixes this stuff. And I'm waiting for the implementation. I mean, maybe there's another defend like a like you know maybe Freedom Five does it. And that's the that's the game that I I can recommend in this system. And I would be recommend. There's nothing wrong with the system. It's just there's a bunch of others crud going on <laughs> but if you but this is an episode just about defense of the realm hard pass for me yeah this one is like i said before it's not gonna be for everyone if you can find that quest deck i would i would recommend trying with the quest deck because i think that fixed a ton for me but like you said you have to be okay with this is this is a very old game 10 years old and you got the old school dice checking everywhere going on if you're okay with that but you know, having mitigation and stuff it's I still play this is, but this is the type of game that I pull out like at this point, like twice a year. It doesn't hit the table very often at this point. Mm. I played a lot more when it was uh, newer. Uh, like I said, my 
brother in law came over to visit, and we always played this game. And we had a lot of epic moments with people you know, cheering over the dice and people like singing epic songs, all that fun stuff as we're playing <laughs> the game. There's a moment where my, my wife sung, like, just sung this epic tune as right before she rolled the dice in the game, so that that we still make fun of her for. So, <laughs> I am so perfectly <laughs> okay with the generals being a dice roll. I'm perfectly yeah. okay with that because I, you know, it. I know some players are upset at that. Like, you know, imagine if you have to like roll a die in order to make a cure in pandemic, that'd be really frustrating. So but like, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the generals being an exciting role. I'm okay. I'm okay with like, you know, exciting loot being a, a role, but just everything is a role. Yeah. The, the other thing I like a lot about one of the expansions was the Royal blessings, because one, one thing that felt so, so bad in the game is when you, have all these resources, do this planning, go up against this general, you chuck all these dice, and you just roll horribly. It's like, well, crap, you know, like, that was not fun. So the Royal Blessings are these tokens in the game. You have them for the game, so once they're spent, they're out, they're done, but they give you some get-out-of-jail-free effects. Like, one of the effects the one I use them the most for is rerolling dice against generals. And so, right. like, you can spend these to actually make sure you kill a general in a critical moment. It also lets you like ignore bad card flips, for example, and, and some other stuff that's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is another module that I enjoy a lot. And honestly, you can play with this module without buying it necessarily. You just need to know the the what tokens do and just have some random tokens on the board. It it, it would work. It's not it's not a big deal. Gamers don't do that. Gamer gamers don't want to like print and play and then <laughs> use substance. Like gamers want to buy. We are we're consumers. At the end of the day, we're not going to get no print and play substitute thing. Get out of here. I don't I don't want to hear that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah, that one was part of the Dragon expansion, if I remember correctly. So that is something you that is available. Last I checked, but um, yeah, there's just a ton of content for this game. But yeah, this one that I'm, I'll keep. It's not one that's going to hit the table very often. Not one I'll recommend much, but it's it's one that I I still enjoy. That's Defenders of the Realm. Cool. That's going to conclude our episode this week. Thanks for joining in, and thanks, Jason, for joining me on, on this episode. Anytime, my friend. Yeah, thanks again for listeners, and we'll see you at the next stop. Later, everybody. Thanks for joining us again for the One Stop Co-op Shop podcast. Check out our YouTube channel at One Stop Co-op Shop. Also, join us for games and discussion on our Discord channel. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash one stop. Or leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again and we'll see you next week for another Top 5 list.